Our reading this morning is from Luke chapter 2, verses 15 to 21. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would open your word to our hearts and our hearts to your word this morning. For Jesus' sake. Amen. I wonder if you've ever been in one of those situations where something fairly dramatic has happened. All your friends and your family know about it, but somehow you missed out. Happened to me whilst we were in Uganda this past summer. We'd gone to bed one night and in that sort of phase where you're half awake and half asleep, I was conscious of an orange light that had sort of shone across the window of my room. Nothing else seemed to happen after that, so I turned over and I went to sleep. When we gathered for breakfast the following morning, the rest of the team rushed up to me, Brian, Brian, are you all right? I said, yeah, of course I'm all right. Why shouldn't I be? He said, Brian, what about the fire? I said, what fire? (laughs) And it turned out that there had been um, a bushfire at the, the base of an embankment about 100 meters down the track from where we were staying in the guest house. And they'd all been up watching it, and one of them said, I even got an emergency bag pack so I could get out if we needed to. And they explained it to me, and I'd missed the whole thing. (laughs) Thankfully, one of them did come up to me and said, Brian, if it got really serious, we would have come and got you. (laughs) (laughs) Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, God's anointed one, the Lord. Was there anyone among the shepherds who missed it all? I understand that there was. Don't ask me my sources, but his name was Mordechai. 
Mordechai sort of arose from sleep complaining bitterly about the noise that was going on from the animals and from the shepherds and everything else that was happening. Anyone would think you'd seen the heavenly host, he said to them. What's all the noise about? Patiently but eager to be on their way, the shepherds told Mordechai what had happened the previous night and that they were now going to Bethlehem. Why? Asked Mordechai. Why? Why are we going there? Why are we doing this? God wouldn't be interested in us. We're just shepherds. We're not important. Everyone looks down on us. We're up to our elbows and you know what every day and we're handling dead animals all the time. They call us a bunch of thieves and I suspect they might be right there. But why would God want to come to us? All those theologians in Jerusalem may be for them, but not us. We're not rich. We're not influential. No, God wouldn't be interested in us, in me. Well, whether you come with us or not, we're off, said the leader of the shepherds. And so Mordechai or no Mordechai, they set off eager to find what the angel had told them as they went to Bethlehem. The traditional site of the shepherd's field is now at a place called Bethsachor. It's just outside Bethlehem. I know some of you will have been there. And there's a chapel there, and this picture is one of the murals painted on one of the columns in the chapel. I'm not sure whether it shows them on the way to Bethlehem or on the way back again, but you can see the excitement and the joy that's there as they go to, to see this thing that the angels had told them about. The angel had said something important, that God loved them, that God cared for them, that they would find God's anointed one, their saviour, lying in a manger. And when they got there, they did. I wonder, did they leave the lambs as, as a gift? Or one of the lambs? Christina Rossetti, in that beautiful In the Bleak Midwinter Carol, writes, What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. But she goes on to suggest the greatest gift. Poor as I am, I would give him my heart. Because he cares for me, because he loves me so much. There was no stopping the shepherds as they went back. They told everyone about what they had seen and heard and that it was just as the angels had told them. And Mordechai? Did Mordechai go with them? Or did Mordechai stay behind and continue to compile a list of reasons as to why God would not be interested in him. See, sadly, I can see him seeing this scene of the others returning 
and repeating to himself, I'm not good enough for God to be interested in me. What about you this morning? Maybe you've heard the Christmas stories many, many times. You've been to the carol services, maybe even sung the words. You've seen how God has worked in other people's lives and the joy that that brings. Yet you doubt that God is interested in you because. Or maybe you've been a follower of Jesus and somehow things have got in the way. You know you've wandered. You've fled from him. Circumstances have impinged on your life. And you're left saying, can God be interested in me? The miracle of the reading we've had this morning is that God declares utterly and totally, I am interested in you. I love you, I want to care for you, I want to walk with you, I want you to be mine. Whatever you've done or not done, my love is for you too. If you read through the rest of Luke's Gospel, you'll find that Jesus is the expert in getting alongside those who would say, but God could never love me because and drawing them into his love. And they turn and follow him. He picks up those who stumbled and fallen, those who wandered. Just as we prayed in that prayer of confession earlier, the people recognize they've done wrong, but can still come back and say, God, we know you love us. Remember that love for us and take us back. If you're in the making of lists as to why God couldn't love you this morning, do come and talk to one of us after the service. We'd love to get you to recognize God's love for you. In contrast with Mordecai's continued doubts, we read at the end that Mary treasured all these things in her heart. I guess maybe she was the source of Luke's story that we read this morning. Am I source for Mordecai? Oh, that's my secret. (laughs) Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the words of the Gospel of John, that whenever we believe in you, you give us the right to become your children. Lord, free us from all those things which we will put on a list as to why you couldn't love us. Fill us afresh with that love this morning, we pray. And help us then to go as the shepherds did and share the wonder of that love with a waiting world. Amen.